you to pray for our country. I want to share some things that, some of the things I've heard from just some of the prophets that we've heard recently, but America is in a desperate place and doesn't really know it. America, Lord, we bless America. America is in Satan's way for a one-world government and his takeover. Satan and the left do not know what to do with we Christians. We're in the way. America is the only holdup on the enemy's plan for a one-world government. That's us. China's plan for the world dominance it's not two years old. It's not five years old. It's 2,500 years old, and they've been working it. Our military leaders have copies of the book. Maybe you've seen one. There's four things it call for. One is demoralization. That began here in the 60s. Destabilization, which is riots, which we've had in the past few years number three was crisis but they said the january 6 21 crisis was not quite big enough for them to make the move to take over the last one the number four is demoralization barack obama said after he was out of office maybe i was 15 years too soon if we'd waited 15 years maybe I could have, we could have took over. There's an urgency to pray for America, and we need to pray also for Donald Trump, President Donald Trump, his safety, and that he'll have a burning desire to run again. No president has taken the heat, the beating, the lies that he had to stand with. Pray for Melania and the family. President Trump has close advisors. This comes from uh, Prophet Robin Bullock. The morning, we heard him speak, and he said, just that morning, in a dream or vision, God just took him to the place and had him <clears throat> and hear the conversations. He said, I can't tell you their names. He said, if Mike Lindell called me, I'll tell him. But he said uh, he's got people close around him that are really not for him, and they're trying to manipulate him and deceive him. So we, we need to pray about all these things. Pray his discernment will be greater than their counsel. He knows how to say, you're fired. Remember that? He needs to do that. <clears throat> Pastors, churches, Christians, now is the time to stand publicly and privately, declare and decree, not on our watch. Amen? We are guilty. We've watched it happen. Prayer out of school, abortion, LGBT, same-sex marriage. And yet the word says the righteous are bold as a lion. And Cindy Jacobs said after a meeting with a hundred prophets, 
Satan's made the nations tremble. Now God's going to make them tremble. He's going to come in a good way. That trembling shouldn't fear Christians. We just know God, our God's on the move. God's going to make his name famous. COVID, the Chinese Pearl Harbor. I like that line. Believe for the best, but prepare for the worst. But there's a new measure of faith coming to the earth. Pray and act. And I tell you, Angie, you had that on her church sign about Revelation 3.8. And that was given to us. We've had that word since the first Sunday. Dixie and I, Mariah and Angie and maybe seven or eight other people. And that word came when we were meeting, talking about a church. And she says, we have an open door, Revelation 3.8. And before I heard that, every time I would see you had that up, I just always get a witness out of that scripture. <clears throat> but our God is bigger than all these problems. But listen, where the church has been asleep and so many Christians, it'll all work out. You just sit in your chair and don't go to work in the morning and see how it all is going to work out. If Dixie didn't get up and cook in the morning, it's not going to all work out. I'll be hungry. I mean, there's just things that happen. Yeah. Pray for her. Yeah. Amen. Amen. You know, we're, we're like the children of Israel. They come out of the promised land, out of Egypt to go into the promised land. And the first thing they did was find out they still had to fight. We're saved. It's all okay. And it is all okay. But are we just going to let the enemy walk over us or not? There just comes a time when enough's enough. And we've got to stand. And I want to help you fight for your, if you don't have your vision, I, we want to help you find what God, the direction he wants you to go. Because he's got a plan for you. As you, we start the new year spiritually, are you better? Have you grown more than you? Are you at a different place today than you were a year ago? I'll tell you one way you can know is the same thing defeating you that was defeating you a year ago? The same pet sin? Amen, Romy. Come on, help me here. Now, I, I want to talk about uh, various Bible transla translations because I'm going to read out of the Passion this morning. And I've got an illustration to show you. It, but, uh, you know, the Bible was written in Hebrew... Greek and Aramaic. And there are six Hebrew words that are translated wisdom. Six different words that say wisdom. Some require a phrase to convey the meaning. So I've said, well, give me just a one word translation on every verse. Put up that Matthew 1.18. Would you please, Leah? 
Now the birth of Jesus was on was as follows. You know this one. I can read it if you don't have it. Pardon? It's on the top of the list. But anyway, it's okay. I'll read it. Um, I've got it. The birth of Jesus Christ was as follows. With his mother, Mary, had been betrothed to Joseph. Before they came together, she was found to be the child by the Holy Spirit. We know that verse. Now, can you put up that one you typed in for me? Now, here's a word-for-word translation of that. Thus was being betrothed the mother of him, Mary to Joseph. Before or to come together them, she was found in belly from the Holy Spirit. Now, that's taken word-for-word. So, some of their words are phrases. And so that's why... But you need a translation, not just uh, what somebody says the Bible means. You need a translation. Whatever translation you find that fits you and speaks to you. But I wanted to say that, I mean, that makes King James sounds like a paraphrase when you read that. But saying all that, I want to go to the book of Galatians, chapter 3. I want to read you some scripture out of this that just really blessed me, and I, I pray it does you this morning. The Holy Spirit will make it real to us. What has happened to you foolish Galatians? Who has put you under the, an evil spell? Did God not open your eyes to see the meaning of Jesus' crucifixion? Was he not revealed to you as the crucified one? So answer me this. Did the Holy Spirit come to you as a reward for keeping Jewish laws? The answer is no. You received him as a gift because you believed in the Messiah. Your new life began when the Holy Spirit gave you a new birth. Why then would you so foolishly turn from living in the Spirit by trying to finish by your own works? Have you endured so many trials and persecution for nothing? Let me ask you again. What does the lavish supply of the Holy Spirit in your life and the miracles of God's tremendous power have to do with you keeping the religious laws. There's nothing you can do to add to being born again. If it takes Jesus and to get you to heaven, it's not the gospel. Now, there's things we need to do. There's things we we need to add to. But, of course, you know, the issue that, that they were facing that day and time they were telling, this is a Gentile church. You've, the, the men, you've got to be circumcised was the big issue that they were dealing with. But you don't add to Jesus Christ. What does the tremendous power have to do with you keeping religious laws? The Holy Spirit is poured out upon us through the revelation of power 
and faith. We walk by faith. Are you in faith this morning? Come on. Where's Grandma? Come on. Amen. See, come on. We've got to... If we can't be vocal in here, we're not going to be vocal out there. Let me tell you. And it's too quiet in here. It's too quiet in here. The Holy Spirit is poured out upon us through the revelation of power of faith. The revelation and power of faith. Abraham, our father of faith, believed God. And the substance of his faith released God's righteousness to him. He became righteous because he believed. It wasn't because he did anything. It's because he believed. God's, that's why I say God's doing everything we're believing him for. That we really stand in faith in. And it's so easy to say, well, I'm believing him for everything. No, you're not specific. You're not going to get it that way. God's righteousness to him. So the true children of Abraham have the same faith as their father. Now, are we true children of God? It says we have the same faith. He believed for a barren woman to have a child because God said that was what he wanted when you know something's God's will, you believe on it. I believe his name was Jimmy Stewart. I just, Lord, thank you for reminding me of this. He was an English, became a great pastor. His mother was one of those religious fanatics that believed God. And he wasn't saved. And she tried to get him to get saved. And, he, and then she got a word he was going to get saved as a teenager. And she began to confess it. Somebody said, Jimmy, I hear you got saved. He said, no, I'm going to play stalker and go to hell. That's my fanatical mother. But you know where God got him? One day on the soccer field. Whew. I'm telling you, the Spirit of God can show up anywhere, anytime. Lord, help us in here to believe like our father Abraham. His faith did something. His faith did something. His faith moved. His faith acted. His faith believed the word. And that man changed lives. He was one of Manly Beasley's guys he looked to. The true children of Abraham have the same faith as the father. So you've either got that faith or you need to get saved this morning. One, It's one or the other. It's fish or cut bait. It's time. The scripture prophesied that on the basis of faith, God would declare the Gentiles to be righteous. That's us. By faith, God announced the good news ahead of time to Abraham. Through your example of faith, all the nations will be blessed. And so the blessings of Abraham, faith is now our blessing too. It applies to you watching on Facebook, too. But if you rely on works of keeping the law for salvation, you live under the law's curse. If you think you need to keep the law, see, that's what, can you, you imagine, it's, 
And I can relate it to denominations. But the Jewish people were under the law. And yet, to come out from under the law to see Jesus, but we want to go back and do all the old things we've always done. We want to add to. And he was trying to separate those things. Lord, we thank you. If you rely on the works of keeping the law for salvation, you live under the law's curse, for it is clearly written, Utterly cursed is everyone who fails to practice every detailed requirement that is written in this law. In other words, if you could say, I mean, I'd think if I was a good Jew, I could say, I'm keeping 90% of the law. Well, that'd be great, but it's zero according to that, to the word, see. If you, kept, if you thought you could keep one, you'd have to keep it all. Well, you know why you can't keep it all? I mean, you just can't. It can't be done. You'll break it. It is obviously that no one achieves the righteousness of God by attempting to keep the law. It is written, the one who is in a righteous relationship with God will live by faith. So if you're in a righteous relationship with God, you live by faith. But keeping the law does not require faith. It requires what? Self-effort. I, I like this version of that. For the law teaches, if you practice the principles of law, you must follow all of them. Yet Christ prayed, paid the full price to set us free from the curse of the law. He absorbed the curse completely as he became a curse in our place. For it is written, everyone who is hung upon a tree is cursed. <clears throat> so Jesus Christ on the cross, he paid all that price for us. Everyone who's hung on the tree is cursed. He paid the full price to set us free from the curse of the law. He absorbed the curse Completely in verse 13, as he became a curse in our place. For it is written, everyone who is hung upon a tree is cursed. Jesus Christ dissolved the curse from our lives so that in him all the blessings of Abraham can be poured out upon the Gentiles. That's us. That's a hoopee. That's a big amen. And now... <laughs> Through faith, we receive, through faith, we receive the promised Holy Spirit who lives in us. By faith, we receive that Holy Spirit. We sang about it this morning. We receive it by faith. Excuse me. Paul reminds us that a Christ plus something else gospel is no gospel at all. And the Reformation leader Martin Luther said, the justification by grace through faith 
was the belief by which the church stands or falls, justified by grace. Look at uh, Ephesians 2.8. Ephesians 2.8. For by grace, not by your works, for by grace you have been saved by faith. Nothing you did could ever earn this salvation, for it was the love gift from God that brought us to Christ, so that no one will ever be able to boast for salvation is never a reward for good works or human striving. See, we've got so much that's been given to us as, as Christians, He's given the gospel and we've been given a command, a commission to share the gospel with others. And you know what? We've got, you've got everything you need. I've got everything I need in Christ Jesus. I know there's more he wants to give us, but we've, right now we've, we're adequate. But you know, here's what's wrong though. Why do statistics say Worldwide in the church, what percentage would you guess of people that read the Bible every day and pray every day? Got a five, I got a ten, seven. How about nine percent? Nine percent of Christians daily read the Bible and pray. Now listen, this has got to change in those lives if they want what God has for them. I mean, you're going to heaven if you're saved. But if you want to be in what God's got for you on earth, you're going to have to get in the Word. You're going to have to pray. And I know the percentage in here would be much higher than that. But I, but I know statistics say a lot to us. You know what's sad? The divorce rate is higher in the church than it is in the world. Now that's pathetic. I mean, everything's just easy believism. You know, you change partners like you change shirts. You know, it's just, we, we've, we have conformed to the world instead of conforming the world to the kingdom of God. See, we're like, in Psalm 78, 18, we're re, let me read some of this. We're, we're too much like these people were. In their hearts, they tested God just to get what they wanted. Asking for the food their hearts craved. We, we know a lady that uh, had cancer, Darlene Bishop, a few years ago, and she didn't tell her church. They're in a big church. She didn't want some other woman trying to put a hex on her to get her husband. Come on, I'm telling you, witchcraft's witchcraft. Like spoiled children, they grumble against God, demanding He proved His love by saying, Can't God provide for us in the barren wilderness? Will He give us food or will He only give us water? Where's our meal? Then God heard all their complaining. Surely we don't complain. And was furious. His anger flared up against His people. For they turned away from faith and walked away in fear. Therefore, 
They failed to trust in his power to save them when he was near. I'm telling you, you can give up your faith. Fear comes at all of us. It does. But we've got to battle through that. When we sense that fear, we've got to know what's going on. We've got to know how to stand against that and believe God. Let me... Uh, read you a proverb, some out of Proverbs here. Proverbs, uh, you may have read this yesterday, chapter 8. I'm going to read you verses, start with verse 9. All my words are clear and straightforward to everyone who possesses spiritual understanding. Anybody in here have spiritual understanding? Come on, Amen. If you have an open mind, you'll receive revelation knowledge. So it says if we're not receiving revelation knowledge, we have a closed mind. My wise correction is more valuable than silver or gold. The finest gold is nothing compared to revelation knowledge that I can impart. Wisdom is so priceless that it exceeds the value of any jewels. Nothing you could wish for can equal her. For I am wisdom and I am shrewd and intelligent. I have at my disposal living understanding to devise a plan for your life. <clears throat> wisdom pours into you when you begin to hate every form of evil in your life. Let me read that again. Wisdom pours into your life when you begin to hate every form of evil in your life. For that's what worship and fearing God is all about. Then you'll discover that your pompous pride and perverse speech are the very ways of wickedness that I hate. I love that proverb. Listen. We have got to live by the Word of God. We've got to be led by the Spirit, but we need to know God's Word. A couple other verses here, and I'll see if I can close. Acts 14, 22. This is after Paul and Barnabas had been preaching. They'd been going town to town. One minute, they were wanting to, they were calling them. They thought they'd come in from some other country. They were gods, and they were wanting to worship when they saw they they were doing, and then later that same people stoned Paul and they dr they drug him out and he was you know he was dead. They stood around him, prayed for him, and of course he come back to life. After this, this is what they had to say. At each place they went, they straightened the lives of the believers and encouraged them to go deeper in their faith. I pray we do this morning, and they taught them. It is necessary for us to enter into the realm of God's kingdom because that's the only way we will endure our many trials and persecutions. If we don't enter into the realm of God's kingdom, we won't be able to endure the trials and persecutions. It's not just being saved. It's stepping in and applying what God wants to do in, in your life. He wants... He wants to bless you. I've got a verse for that. I'll read that for you. In fact, I'll just read it. I've been so blessed with this. Psalms uh, 
84. God, your wraparound presence is our defense. What about a wraparound presence? In your kindness, look upon the faces of your anointed. For just one day of intimacy with you is like a thousand days of joy rolled into one. I'm not going to read all this, but let me go to verse 11. For the Lord God is brighter than the brilliance of the sun, wrapping himself around me like a shield. God wraps himself around me like a shield. There's one verse, and I couldn't find it this morning, said he, he's spinning around over us. He is so generous with his gifts of grace and glory. Rob, this is the verse you like. Those who walk among his paths with integrity will never lack one thing they need, for he provides it all. O Lord of heaven's armies, what euphoria fills those who forever trust in you. How happy, excited, joyful the believers are supposed to be. What's wrong with us at Ascension? No, oh, amen. Come on, let's give praise to the Lord. Praise to the Lord. Let me read you Psalms 81.10. I am your only God, the living God. Wasn't I the one who broke the strongholds over you? Have you had strongholds broken over you and raised you up out of bondage? Open your mouth with a mighty decree. Amen. Now, I've been trying to all decree starting with amen this morning. I will fulfill it now. You'll see the words that you speak, so shall it be. The words that you speak, so shall it be. Let's stand up. Come on, stand up. Let's make some declarations. The words that you speak, so shall it be. Doom or despair? Are we going to believe God's word? Are, are, are we in the war? Let make some decrees. We worship the living God. See, look, plead the blood of Jesus over you and over your family. Make some direct, direct declarations. Excuse me. Uh, read them out of the word. Just read some of those verses. Just read the word. Lord, I believe this word. Learn to say it out loud. It says we can bind the powers of darkness. If, if it's not legal in heaven, it's, we can stop it on earth. And we can call in the things that we know God wants to do. We can call them in here. But we've got to do it. I can't do it for you. You can't do it for me. We can pray for one another. But we can't make these declarations for one another. So I decree we're going to start making more declarations. How about that? There you go. I decree that. That's right. Come on. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. That's a good one. Some verse like that. For God so loved us that he saved us. Start with John 3, 16. Verbalize the words of God. Verbalize them. Pray them out. Get where you can pray out loud. Sing. Dixie and I, we're, we're, we talked about that this morning. We didn't get the gift of singing. Amen. That's right. 
So we're saying so. We're saying so. Verbalize. Get in where God wants you. Just start out. I read. Amen. Amen. I read those verses this morning out of Galatians because I struggled with the kingdom of God for years. I struggled with, Lord, was I really saved or is there more to this? I, th I think that's such, that chapter is such a great chapter. And you'll never go anywhere till you really get that settled. God loves you, warts, freckles, and all, Mark. And someday, you're going to run into him in such a way, you'll be running around here shouting Jesus. I decree that over you. That God's got more for you and your family. But you're a key to it. You're a big key to it. Amen. 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 Get in the Word. Let's get out of that 9% and only read the Bible and pray every day. You've got to have time for God. Just bless the Lord. Lord, we need you. I challenge you to pray. Pray and let's confess the, the meeting we're going to have Wednesday night and what, what's going to happen next weekend. Get your schedule changed. Be clear, clear Sunday morning and Sunday night next week. Uh, I, Garland Thomas recommended these people. In fact, I heard Charles preach. And I said, what's his wife's name? I met her, but I'd forgotten. He said, it's Christy. And he said, I'm telling you, she can prophesy. So, uh, see, that's verbalizing. That's saying things. You can start the music, Alan. Anybody needs prayer, just come. We're, we're just going to bless the Lord. This is it. I mean, the Holy Spirit said enough. This is what we're going to do with it. What are we going to do with it? What's your confession? Come on. Get that confession going. The words that you speak, so shall it be. That's out of Psalms 81.10. The words that you speak, so shall it be. Listen, we sang several great songs this morning about the Holy Spirit. He's here to minister to every need. He wants to impact this place. He lives within you, but does He have you? He wants to rule all. We just bless you, Lord. And I've tasted and seen of the sweetest of loves when my heart becomes free and my shame is undone. Your presence, Lord. Flood this 
I quoted uh, Cindy Jacobs saying that COVID was the Chinese Pearl Harbor. Well, you know when <clears throat> Japan attacked Pearl Harbor, one of the Japanese leaders said, I'm afraid we've wakened a sleeping giant. That's what Dixie just said that reminded me of that. The church is a sleeping giant. That's Isaiah says, Awake, O sleeper, arise. And that's the Lord speaking to us as a church to arise and be anointed, be called, be uh, on fire for the Lord because people are going to hell all around us and we need to be the light of the world that Jesus said we would be. Amen. Victor, I talked to him yesterday and he was going to the hospital with something going on with the side of his face. And uh, it was kind of like Bell's palsy or something, but I didn't really hear back. I don't know if John heard from him or not, so, okay. We need to pray for him. Joe, I'm glad you and Vicky are here. And Vicky's had a friend that lost her husband due to COVID. So we need to pray for that family. So there's lots of needs around like this. Any other word this morning? What the Holy Spirit say to you? Are we finished? We need to make some more declarations now. Amen. Al Houghton said one time, if you'll you live up to your name, kind of, where God wants to take you. Ascension. <laughs>